Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am coming to you from the beach. Okay, not physically, literally the beach, but I'm in a hotel room near the beach. So everybody be jealous, but I am here with my friend Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. I am not near the beach. I am nowhere near. Well, I mean, I'm near Roosevelt Island. You yeah, know, that's and that's that's lovely. Cal, go over there and have a pina colada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's lovely this time of year. We just had a rolling set of thunderstorms, as a matter of fact, yesterday, and the whole place was a mess. Of as you can imagine, see what you're missing out on, and it's so you know very soupy. It's a little bit better today. How are you? What's going on over there? I'm good. I don't know if you know, but it barely rains here. You know, just a little uh, it's, a it's it's a desert island, right? That's it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's the sprinkle. definition of. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, just a little sprinkle once every couple of days and then it blows right on through back to paradise. You know, I was having this conversation with my wife, Kate, and she, I said, oh, I love to live, you know, you know, year round. I wouldn't mind, you know, cause you know, you know, her brother, you know, they got a place down in John's Island in South Carolina. Yeah. Right. And said, oh, and, and, oh, I said, I could, I'd love that. My fantasy would be like to live in the Caribbean. Right. Nice. And she says, well, only for part of the year, she thinks, because you know how we grew up with four seasons that you would miss that and you'd want that. And I said to her, I'm willing to find out the hard <laughs> way. Like, you know, I'm willing to like go there and see because I think I'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. If the weather was like this year, right? I don't know. I mean, people like well, who are from there, they wouldn't know any different. But here's the thing about the seasons is that you can visit the seasons. <laughs> you can just you just you did just a you just flipped it around. In. Yeah, you, yeah. You turned it on its head. Yeah, you could just fly in. Like I would, for instance, if I were in the islands. Yes. If I came into a fortune and moved to Cayman Island, yes. Grand Cayman, I would fly in for a fall football game <laughs> in Georgia. I would yeah. fly in for Christmas. You know, I can hit all the all the seasons. It's uh, your wardrobe would be would be less. I think you wouldn't have sure. to worry about having so many different sweaters and boots and different things that you have to do when you live. I would miss boots. I gotta yeah. say. I'd miss boots. You, you I know what? I, you know what I was wondering though. Do you get? Well, no, you have a kitchen in your hotel room. Yes. Okay. Because you know when we were away for, I mean, we were in Connecticut, New Jersey, so I wasn't my. I, I cooked a couple times when I was up there, but largely other people were cooking. Or when we were in Cape May, you know, you're going out, and I never thought I'd get tired of going out like as a kid. Oh, I can go out all the time. You know, this is great, and I looked forward to not cooking. You know, three squares a day. But I kind of did. And I think really what it was, it was my body yeah. got tired of eating out all the time. Oh, my God. You know, and I so, never I never thought I'd hear him say, no, it's it's weird to say. But, you know, there's something like in, in, in the great Michael Ruhlman, the food writer and friend of mine says, you know, there's, you know, home cooking is, is, is a great thing. And I'm a big fan of that given time and, you know, and it, it makes going out a little bit more fun when it's not as often. But yeah. how often are you mixing in the sort of cooking we, and going out well you know thanks to our big aruba grocery store run right. uh we've we've been doing a lot of breakfast and lunch at the room nice. break from the pool breakfast and lunch and oh, then we'll do perfect. a dinner out so we'll yes. do like one meal a day oh it's perfect oh it's perfect yeah. that's perfect and today my oldest gets to choose where we go and what we have because it is her birthday. <laughs> so that's her that's her big treat. Where, where, um, you, where do you think you're going to end up? I think we're going to end up at the beach bar above this nice restaurant down that the way. That works. Just down the way. 
I'll I take it. I'm I'm happy with that. That's fine. There's fine probably something. Me. There's probably something for everybody. No, there's a. I told you about that fish and chips gr- with grouper. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. So I you, yes. We'll do I was that. I was gonna say you know my late aunt she had a timeshare in Aruba, and yeah. and and she always packed food to eat. You know, so she would cook. And but she was a reverse. She almost never went out to eat. So every yep. meal was like, you know, so when my mother and my my dad would go, you know, travel to with her, you know, my dad would longingly look at these menus like, oh, that looks like a nice place. Guess we're not going there. You know, Ever going there. But, so, it, but yeah, this place is a big I'm surprised that you haven't spent more time here because this is a Jersey Mecca. There's a oh. lot of a <laughs> lot of Jersey folks here. That- and we have some very close friends who are a big Italian family. And our friend who oh, married yeah. into that family is a griller smoker extraordinaire he's always making elaborate meals and he's steve's really good friend and he he when he comes here i kid you not like checks it like a checked size bag worth of food supplies (laughs) to fly in okay his long vacation okay so my aunt was not alone prepare people people really bring in the stuff and the other the other thing i used to joke about was that you know she and and my and my parents they you know, they they didn't eat out a lot or or ever because they were saving that money for the casino. Oh well, of course, yes. And Aruba, I don't know if a lot of our listeners know. I mean, that there are certain islands that are like there's no gambling. The British Virgin Islands and Grand Cayman, there's no because it, it, it brings in a whole element, as you know. Are you a are you a a, a casino? Are you and Steve? Do you ever check out the casino? Because it's, am, it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere. Yes, Aruba? There, you, it's very accessible. Although I would not, hmm. I would not say that it like over. It doesn't like overpower the feel. You know, some places like it's yes. very casinoy. Yeah, it doesn't feel Bahamas. like that here. The Bahamas just, is like that. If you want to go, you can go and you can uh-huh. opt into that. But it doesn't feel like it's taking over. Steve is a craps player. Oh, so, so am I. He loves Wait, craps. We have but so much in for, common. He loves it for a different reason than you do because you you want to be social with everybody. Yes, yes. He, he definitely does not. He does it because the probability is better, oh, better that he will win. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's true. Both things are true. Both yes. things are true. You know, you like being with people. And generally speaking, you can get completely, you know, strung out with all sorts of numbers to hit. And the probability of hitting, let's say, for, to make it in very simple speak for people who don't understand craps, the chances of you rolling let's say a four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, or eleven before you hit a seven are pretty right. good. Pretty They're good. Pretty good. If you have all those numbers in play. You just got I mean, it. I should really I should really team up with him because presumably I would be the social ha, one. Has, yes. Oh, everybody guy. loves you. And if you don't do well, <laughs> then you move on. Well, you know, no, that's, it just, gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I crap out on all these people? You know, you it know? happens. It happens. The only thing is once once the the point is set like okay you have to hit a six or an eight or whatever it is never say the word seven okay never say like some people play okay just don't roll a seven that's the worst thing you can say because you know what it yeah. happens that's how uh, that, well that works good for you, good for you. i'm you know you um, gotta play with them it's where all the ads it's, it's so much fun okay i will give it a try okay all I'm right i'm done sorry i'm done I will, I'll get in there. Give, give, it, give it my best. We also, because it's my kid's birthday here, I was like uh, striving to put something together for her in the in the hotel room this morning oh. because we didn't we didn't we didn't travel with a bunch of gifts. Like I, I'm not that person. No. I keep telling her I'm sure the I'm sure the mailbox will be just stuffed when we get home. <laughs> so, but like I said, she gets to pick the meal. She gets to do a bunch of special things yeah. today. 
I think dad went out and got like birthday cake donuts. Ooh. It's a good it's a good scene. But I went while I had a rental car for a brief period of time. I went to the Aruban party store. I found one ah. and grabbed a bunch of party supplies. Turned out nice selection. Didn't pay a lot of money. The exchange rate pretty good. Got what is it like? What Aruba dollar? Is that what they have? Like an Aruba dollar? You know what? I should know yeah, this. And they I have to take U.S. dollars. Uh, okay, they do so. have this very cool thing that they have. They have square, rounded square cool. coins. They're That's very crazy. cool looking. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. so I go to the Aruban party store. I get the supplies. And of course, but because you're on vacation, you don't have just like basic things that in your brain you think you're going to be fine. So I'm bringing it all back and I'm ready to put everything up after she's gone to sleep last night because I want it decorated when she mm. comes out. And so I'm stringing, stringing happy birthday banners with my mother and searching the hotel for scotch tape so that we can like tape something yes, up. Yes, just look and at the tape. The guy at the, the guy at the front desk did find me some scotch tape after a long search. <laughs> and I, and I said, I'll bring it back to you when I'm done. And he's like, it's all right. <laughs> but I did successfully get a bunch of balloons blown yeah. up now. Are they helium? No. So we taped them to the ceiling. <laughs> oh, it, and we, I made them stand up on the table. So they it it gave a look. It gave a look. Poor Steve was stuck with the big, you know, Gen Z era and younger. They have these big foil numbers. Oh, that's that are, yes, okay. yes, 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 okay. of course. So I got one of those oh, and Steve had to blow that one up because I was like, I, I'm not going near that one. I'm going to That's a lot of energy. Up. No, no, yeah. you'll, yeah. So he took care of that Ass one. Out. The nine was taken care of. And I also have a six-year-old. So if you turn it upside down, it's a There you go. <laughs> I love a bargain. Yeah, that You got two for the price of one. Did you have to go to an Aruba toy store? No. I Although I probably, see, here's the thing. I could Is have she gotten something. you know? No. Yes. Well, this, I could have gotten something there, but then we'd have to fly home with it. So. Yeah. Okay. As long as you can convince her, hey, it's no big deal because you'll get, you know, your birthday or the price is going to be at home. The thing about us is we try to be really grinchy on a daily basis so yes. that for their birthdays, you don't really have to give up much, you know, just like a. Oh, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That makes sense. <laughs> like they're yeah. fairly impressed by like a smoothie. <laughs> you know, lower their expectations. <laughs> that's what you want to do. I would, I would have been like, here's your birthday present. A giant wheel of Gouda. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. red, we, with the red wax on the outside. Oh, man. This is the, you Here, can't find this anywhere. She did just get her ears. I'm going to be quiet in case she listen. I think she's at the pool. We d she did just get her ears pierced. So a small oh, gift would be oh, I, earrings yes. from Aruba. Mm -hmm, so we'll, mm -hmm. we might work on and, and because it's Aruba, you could probably go to one of those duty-free stores that they're always forcing you to go to. <laughs> I'll get the some tanzanite for her. Yeah. <laughs> tanzanite. Yes. It's an investment. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's a cruise joke, by the way, to our listeners. Anyone, if you've ever been on a, on a cruise, and Mary Catherine and I were on a cruise, and maybe we went on two cruises together. I think probably and, so. And when you're stuck on that ship, man, they just got to, you know, there's whole seminars on duty-free shopping in Tanzanite. Yeah. Yeah. Tanzanite, the, the story with Tanzanite is that, that you know, they're going to run out. It's very limited. You need this purple jewel in your, in your yeah. Yeah, stone that, collection. Yes. yes, it's an unusual color. And, and I'm sure you... that there, there's many a, many an elderly woman who has a lot of an investment in Tanzanite. <laughs> yes, there, there are people you and I know who, you know, after a couple of pina coladas, they ended up getting Tanzanite, and their husbands were not exactly the most excited about I gotta it. I got to say, I got to say, the ear, like a cute, a, a pair of Tanzanite earrings, <laughs> cute. Yes. They're purplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, yes, it's, it's nice purplish. Color. It's very unusual. 
head over to the Columbia Emerald Exchange. Right, right, right. Better, it's all... better than the chocolate diamonds, I would say. Oh, yes. yes. Anyway. Avoid the chocolate diamonds. Okay. Okay. Oof. Okay. Some, some person who's into Tanzanite and chocolate diamonds is going to take offense at <laughs> That's that. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're canceling our... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Please leave us a five-star review anyway. No okay. offense. No offense. None. None at all. Okay, let's get into the mess that is the news. My <laughs> Thirty mother, minutes later, yes. My parents, my parents came down to hang out with us, which is both fun That's and really nice because they help. No, no, kids. no, no. That's wonderful. So they came down and they're hanging out with us. And my mom checked out of the news for a couple of days, and she just checked back in this morning. And she was oh, like, no. "Whoa, no, 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 <laughs> whoa!" <laughs> turn it, turn it off. So let's revisit. Mar-a-Lago. Oh, have you ever man. been to Mar-a-Lago, by the way? I have not. Yeah. I, I thought Mar-a-Lago was just the compound, but it's an, it's an entire thing, right? I mean, it's a hotel as well. Yeah, you can go there and, and stay there. Yeah, and yeah. it's but it's not a town. It's just the name of the complex. Yes, correct. Yes, okay. But you know, like with everything Donald Trump, it's expanded. Have you? Have you been there? Fantastic. I have not. Oh, okay. But I know a lot of people who have been. So I was just yeah. just wondering. Okay, so where we left off last time was we don't know a lot about how this. Search warrant was executed at the yes. the Trump residence and what that looked like. And there was apparently a safe cracker there and a safe involved. I assumed by now we would have a lot more information because I thought no. when the FBI does something fairly, very, very, very drastic, that we would have and unprecedented, that we would have a lot of information quickly because you want to be transparent yeah. about what that looked like. We have not had that <laughs> And in fact, people, we can sort of examine what's going on here by the outcry from both sides. Yes. So on one side, you have the left was generally like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be huge. Yeah. We must have something huge. They were they cheering have, it, celebrating they've it. they now downshifted to like, well, the documents are very important because it seems that this is probably likely just about the documents, which I don't mean to say that you should treat documents irresponsibly that's I'm right unimportantly i'm just saying maybe you don't execute a search warrant on the former prez who might run again yeah based on that so they've sort of downshifted and then there's word out of the out of the justice department unnamed sources from the justice department saying like like we thought that this would not be such a big deal the, the official quote given to newsweek like i said unnamed we're not sure what the motivations yeah. are here they wanted to punctuate the fact that this was a routine law enforcement action stripped of any political overtones, and yet they got exactly the opposite. The story from that source is that they thought if they went when Trump wasn't there, mm -hmm. it wouldn't it would just be like, hey, we're here to pick up the docs. <laughs> but I don't think who would think that the lawyers for Trump and the government had been haggling over these documents and getting them back. Yes through the Presidential Records Act for a very long time. And it seems like they just devolved those negotiations. And the FBI said, oh, you know, to heck with it. We're just going to go in and take it. And somehow somebody thought that that was going to be OK and possibly not even alert the White House if you believe that they haven't alerted the White House and right. say, well, you know, it's best they don't know and certainly not the president. But what about the attorney general? And did they think that this was not going to be a big deal. And the interesting thing for me now is the shift in the narrative. 
right? Yes. Particularly in the mainstream. They're going out, as you mentioned, the initial thing was like, you know, Al Capone's vaults, this is going to be big. And then when they open up the vaults, there's nothing in it. Well, you know, let's move on, right? You know, move move along. And because now we are think, or, or realizing that this might just be because of documents that they were supposed to get back. But, you know, again, you think about Sandy Berger, Bill Clinton's national security advisor, and how he, you know, physically removed documents, you know, related to Al-Qaeda because he was right. concerned about what people would make of any sort of prior knowledge to the lead up to 9-11 that the Clinton administration might have had. And he was stuffing these documents, you know, in his pockets. Right. They did not raid his home. He pleaded to a misdemeanor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I, and it's so, like, there's there's a good reason that we don't, do, right? Yeah. The, there's a reason that lock her up was deemed inappropriate yes. as a chant, yes. as rhetoric, right? It's mm -hmm. because you don't want to even imply that you're going to do something like that. Now, action was not taken on that. They did not raid Hillary's house over her emails, even though similar, like, similar yeah. document they were situation. Yeah. In fact, pretty, pretty well pretty analogous because she had in her private home yeah. a place that she was trying to conceal things that That's had right, that the, the private government server. had right to have and that the public had right to have not rated because you don't want to give the impression that you're after your political enemies now did donald trump want to be after her for sure yeah yeah, yeah. but it does seem to me so odd that people who thought his mere rhetoric was a real problem agreed and irresponsible are now like, no, this is this is this is great, though. We're just enforcing yeah. the law. And I'm like, I don't know. There's a reason that we don't do it this way. But are you I find it fascinating that the narrative now is, sh is shifted. They the media, for example, and we were mentioned this in the Free Beacon. They now want to play down, downplay the word raid. They don't want to use the word raid. Right. This is a search. And even, you know, Jason Johnson over at MSNBC, he said he literally said, quote, not a raid. We'll call it a search. He called it a raid earlier. But now, you know, but this is the thing, because they don't want to make it seem that this is, you know, it has negative connotations. My favorite my favorite comment was that apparently there weren't there weren't the FBI windbreakers were not what they were wearing. So that doesn't count as a raid. Yeah. What about the guns? <laughs> what about the fact that they couldn't let the lawyers in? Right. The lawyers were not able to be on the premise. Now the story is that, you know, now this is all like hearsay from the Trump camp mm -hmm. says that, you know, the lawyers weren't there and then. But they told us to turn off the security cameras, but we didn't. So this is like the security camera footage, allegedly. Now, here's the spin from the Trump lawyers, which is interesting. Yeah. Which is, they could have done anything in there. They could have planted evidence. Oh, Look, yeah. I don't have great confidence in many of the federal law enforcement's decision making when it comes to Donald Trump. Okay. Because I think they're really into getting him and they sort mm -hmm. of cut a lot of corners as they've done in the past. They've proven that they do that. However, the fact that this is the argument that they're making makes me think, well, what is there? Yeah, that is what, what, what if, if they do find something and then they're autumn is the defense going to be that was planted. That was planted evidence, which works in the movie, by the way. But I don't know how well it works in real life. And of course, it. but it is everybody's like everybody has that fear. We, we watch a lot of yeah. movies. You see where evidence is planted and then they say, oh, you know, we're, look at this. Look what we found drugs or whatever it is. And so it's an interesting tactic, I'll say that. But the other thing is the the defenders of the raid were saying, well, if, you know, if, you know, Trump can easily just show us the the warrant, he has it. 
And in fact, they didn't have it, right? I mean, they had to get a hold of it initially. That, that's interesting to me, too. Again, I would have liked to have heard from Merrick Garland, right? Everybody's yeah. like, let the facts come out. And I'm like, can someone yeah. please come out to tell yes. me the facts? Yeah, um, somebody has to. I should. Uh, I'm going to play for us a little soundbite from CNN of Paul Callan, who's a legal analyst, talking to Kate Baldwin and his take on, hey, if this is just about about documents. I think one thing we all we everyone agrees on is there are a lot of questions here, Paul, a lot of questions. There are not a lot more answers to come. We've heard a lot about the Presidential Records Act now and have for quite some time. If this becomes a Presidential Records Act violation, not more. Do you think it is enough to warrant all of this? No, it's not enough to warrant all this. And this is a daring and dangerous move by the Department of Justice to serve a warrant on a former president and to raid his personal residence. That's where I am. I, I by no means think Donald Trump is faultless. Just this is a lot. So I'm with legal analyst of CNN, Paul Callan. But what's becoming more and more clear to me, at least, is that this is exactly what it was. I know. That there wasn't more to it than there's that that there's no smoking gun. That it was just to get these records back. Well, and, and I, we thought, I, and okay. we remember we when we discussed this two days ago, and we said, you know, just because everybody was saying the initial reaction, well, there's got to be a big reason for them to go in there and you know yeah. armed with guns and preventing the lawyers from being on the premises and then getting the approval from the judge who happened to be a friend of Jeffrey Epstein's and retrieve those documents. Oh yeah, I mean, by the way, yeah. That part, look, I understand that's the part of the country that this guy works in. in the icing FC, in the, it's it. icing on the cake, though. But it does. This is, I was joking around. I was like, this is, this is me resisting becoming a conspiracy theorist when all mm -hmm. you're throwing at me is conspiracy theories. Like, yes. I, can't, I can't deal with this stuff, guys. No. Find a different judge. It is. It was, it was quite amazing. And, and as we were saying, it does not, just because they do it, doesn't necessarily mean that there was a big reason. And there might not be. And, there, and the fact that, there hasn't been any explanation from the feds or, you know, or from the Department of Justice or from whoever. It's very concerted, disconcerting and that they're trying to just move along here. And, you know, their position is, well, we can't comment on an ongoing investigation. Well, if, how long is this investigation going to go on for? So you're never going to comment on it for what, the next you know year? Well, we could do like we did with the Mueller, which was ongoing investigation, can't comment, but we're going to leak selectively so that you guys can sort of weave your tail. Christopher Ray, who's the FBI director. His first comments about this were not about the warrant and why it was warranted or anything addressing those concerns. It was about how people reacted mm -hmm. to the warrant. Yeah. And yes. that he does not appreciate the rhetoric from Trump supporters, which look secondary issue, my my guy. Secondary <laughs> issue. Well, that's the thing. Because now if you if 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 you're watching many of these networks. The focus is on the reaction to the raid and how disconcerting and, and, and alarming it is and how this could be a threat to democracy. I'm seeing this now, yeah. that the reactions on social media is a threat to democracy. Therefore, we were right to do it. I'm not sure what the reaction, to the reaction is now. This is It's getting crazy. I do want to say this before I forget. A listener and friend, Robert Little, who is a lawyer, says it's not the warrant we want to see, which is pretty mm -hmm. standard stuff. It's the warrant application. Okay, yes, that's correct. Judge. Yeah. And he says, you're not going to see that anytime soon. So, again, just going to throw that out there. In, I'm not saying meantime, I, I don't have any grand conspiracy. I'm just throwing it out there. In the meantime, I believe Phil Klein wrote about this at National Review today. Uh, it's, it's much like when you propose gun control legislation. 
the only sure thing it's going to do is sell some more of those guns. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're at cross purposes if you're a liberal. Same with this. The one sure thing that this was going to do is solidify Trump's position at the top of the possible primary for 2024, which, again, against my interests, like I'm not I'm not into that. But this we were ready to move on. People react that way. We're going to have. We're going to end up with two candidates, both in their, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Oh, oh. And that's that's what we got. It's just going to and I feel like it's just going to keep on going on forever with and, and, and no offense to old people, you know, but I mean, there are a lot of young, exciting, I know. you know, I just feel candidates like a, out there. There's many millions of people in yeah. this country. I'll take a 60 year old at this point. But apparently there's only like four people who can do yeah. anything. And they just the go FBI. on rotation. Yeah, and Hillary and they're will be. They're all connected yeah, to Epstein or... That's right. That's right. Hillary will be back in the picture too. Why not? Oh so my gosh. That, 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 that's a real problem. I'm not sure though what the aim was. Okay. So first of all, there's the, the ostensible reason, which is, oh, he had these records. He wouldn't get it, give it back to us. So we just went in and took it, right? Right. You know, using force and we had, you know, the FBI you know, in order to to carry, take, carry this out. But was the other reason because there was something in there that will prevent him from running in 2024? Or can I get a little bit crazier here? Was the reason in order to boost his presence in the media so that people will be inclined to nominate him and then they'll knock him down right. in the general election? I don't know what game they're playing. I don't Just either. Throw, it's, it, the whole thing is a mystery and we don't have any answers as of yet. But I hope you enjoy our crazy conspiracy theories. <laughs> so there was a joke, maybe it was Babylon B, that was like, Trump Trump prevents FBI from taking his files by cleverly labeling them Epstein's client list. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Not interested. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on, we have a, a bevy, a bevy of embarrassing stories out of the Senate races shaping oh. up. Bunch of primaries happened on this past Tuesday, well, the last it, few weeks. And so it's shaping up. It's shaping up. And again, like politicians just are like not normal people. And so they do some they do some weird things. For instance, out of Colorado, and this is a Free Beacon report. Yes. Senator Michael Bennett, who will face a guy named O'Day in Colorado, who is a, a quite a good candidate, maybe maybe could turn the tide in Colorado, which has been going purpler and purpler and bluer. Oh, yeah, for some time. Senator Michael Bennett's latest re-election ad depicts him clad in outdoor gear, casting a fly fishing line into the Arkansas River. But the multimillionaire businessman isn't exactly a regular fisherman. Local records suggest, dun-dun-dun, the campaign (laughs) obtained a one-day fishing license in order to shoot the ad. (laughs) It's worse than, you know... John Kerry used to go hunting, right? And yes, he used to, yes. they still made fun of him for it, but he actually did. But this is worse because he's just been exposed as well. I don't actually. I'm just gonna do this for today. He's a busy man. He's a US senator. He could have explained that, but instead he's trying to pass himself off. And that's the part that I think well, like, is most pick, annoying. Pick something else, right? Like fly yeah. fishing is like a real dedicated outdoorsy thing. I believe that Michael I would believe Michael Bennett hikes. Like just yeah, go hiking. Sure. People like hiking out there. Yes. That's relatable. Anything outdoorsy is going to be okay. I guess I guess hiking is probably a lefter leaning activity than fly fishing. Yeah. But I just like pick something you actually do, you big phonies. Yeah. I, I would be eating. Is, yeah. That would be. 
I'm just, just eating all the eating. all the Colorado foods. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It just you know. But if I was oh, I was there's stopping, there's Vic visiting the cattlemen again. Right. Exactly. No, that's what I, I and I really am interested in that sort of thing. You know. So that's what I would do if I was up in Jersey. A lot of chicken oh. parm sandwiches. Yeah, just eating the chicken would, parm. And again, as I've said, I would just be a, I'd just be an accurate cookout slash barbecue <laughs> consultant. Yes. Well, that, people state. would say, oh, well, she knows her barbecue. She's from she North Carolina. Knows. This is good. You know? So that's one thing. And then there are a few other candidates out there. Out yes. There, right? Okay. So I did want to talk about this one. And first, I want to say that John Fetterman, who is running as a Democrat in Pennsylvania and is the current, I think, lieutenant governor or yes. just yeah, current lieutenant governor, he'll, he's running against Dr. Oz in that very odd race. And he is recovering from a stroke. So I wish him the best on his health front. This has nothing to do with the with the health. I'm not uh, not not talking about that. What I'm talking about is he has a very blue collar image. He's like a motorcycle riding guy. He wears hoodies. And I came across this Philadelphia Inquirer story about how much his parents support him. Have you seen yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 you know, they were concerned and they're very generous. And, yeah. but I'm sure it stopped once he got to college. Oh, no, my friend. No. The headline is John Fetterman's parents gave him money into his 40s. Republicans say, of course, because it has to be how Republicans react. Republicans say that undercuts his blue collar image. Yeah. So we don't say that. We would never think that. But for some reason, the Republicans think that crazy, crazy. So here's, here's the meat of the story. And I just, this is just, he's, I believe he's Gen X, so he doesn't really have a lot of excuse. This is a very millennial story that I'm going to tell you right now. Public records show, and Fetterman has openly acknowledged, that for a long stretch lasting well into his 40s, his main source of income came from his parents, who gave him and his family $54,000 in 2015 alone. That was part of the financial support his parents regularly provided when Fetterman's only pay Paying work was $150 a month as mayor of Braddock, which was sort of his stepping stone to in politics, a job he held from his mid-30s until he turned 49. Well, I guess not exactly a stepping stone. It was a long period of his life. <laughs> how, 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 by the way, that can't be a full-time job then. I mean, they can't expect the mayor to make only well, that much money. So his argument is, and this he is- turned it, He turned the part-time into a full-time job. Well, his argument is that he needed to be engaged full-time in public service. Wow. And that his parents subsidized that. Can't okay? change the law. Man. So here, here's the deal. This guy had a real job for all of two years. It seems he went to college. His dad was an insurance guy. So he became an underwriter for two years. So he had that job that he could have moved up in, but he decided not to because he wanted to do public service. And public service, he went on, he went to mentor some kids. I think Big Brother, Big Sister okay. program, which what are you mentoring them in? Because you quit your job and now you don't make any money and your parents pay for your bills. <laughs> so he does that honorable, honorable thing to do, but that's mm -hmm. really a spare time yeah. thing. Yes. Then at some point he decides to go to Harvard to get a public policy degree. That's right. Yes. And I he don't has know a Harvard was, alumnus. I don't know if that was while he was mayor making 150 bucks a month or whatever it was. <laughs> he goes to Harvard. I'm sure he's in debt up to his eyeballs for that. Or his parents paid for it. He bought a an industrial loft at one point from his sister for a dollar. Okay. What is going on here? So he's living in a loft yeah. his sister yeah. bought. Yeah. She paid $70,000 for it. So sorry, sis. Mo mooching off his family. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
sir, sir, point to the time at which you were blue collar. Point, point to it. Well, was it hard? Well, he just was he it... looks because he looks. I'm sure he didn't always look like this, but he looks like a a very sort of a a serious working guy. Yes. Maybe he drives an 18 wheeler. You know, he's, it's the combination of bald and the goatee, and kind of a scary looking dude, actually. But in fact, as you mentioned, he has this background, but he is, you know, that's not the image. And and again, and, and, and to go back to the other concern about his health, he hasn't been back on the trail. Yeah, and that, that is something cut- a Republican candidate yeah. would have trouble getting past the press. And, and there and there are cutouts of him. So you can pose with cutouts of John Fetterman. But that that, that just drives home that, that he's not around. My my thought is the, he is going to try to pull a Biden in 2020 which is don't campaign at all and just let Dr. Mehmedoz flounder and hopefully well, it, you know, it, it not might work get any because, traction. It might work. Because Oz is a famous weirdo. So yeah. that's that's my encapsulation of his of his campaign. But I just thought like this story is a real failure to launch like millennial sort of self-indulgent. Yeah. And by the way, what he's going to end up doing, he becomes lieutenant governor. He has his Harvard degree, which by God, if it's not paid off, He's going to become a senator and then demand that we pay off. Yes. His Cancel the heart, debt. His Harvard it, degree yeah. while he's living in his $1 loft. Yeah. We've got to pay his parents back too. I know. So. Bless them. Bless, bless them. And then, there's, uh, and, then there's, and then there's Wisconsin, right? Yes. Oh, and Wisconsin. This is, this is actually some bad, some bad behavior or irresponsible behavior from, from both sides of the aisle. In the Wisconsin race for senator, which, which features incumbent Republican Ron Johnson versus a very liberal Democrat, Mandela Barnes. Neither camp apparently acquired all of the websites URLs that they should have <laughs> because there is now a parody site at Mandela Barnes for Senate.com with has a giant picture of him holding an abolish ice t-shirt. He says he does not want to eliminate it, even though he had any more beginning in the now. Photo. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the other side, there's Senator Ron Johnson.com y'all. Why don't you own those? Why do you not own those? RonJohnson.com, I guess, but not Senator Ron Johnson. They were so close. I mean, yeah. just, just buy a bunch of them. Yeah. I, even even lowly, lowly I, <laughs> I, yes. I buy a couple that are sound-alikes just to, I think I, I do too. The trolls are mean. Yes. yes, yes, they are. Real interesting sort of just a digression here, a little factoid. The weeklystandard.com we wanted just the standard.com, right? right? Just in case, because the standard, everyone called it the standard. Yeah. And that was owned by the late publication, the industry standard. They um, they thought of it ahead of uh, before us about getting all the different ver- variations of the standard. Remember the industry? Some, uh, some like outboard motor company or, or boat accessories company has mkhammer.com. Oh. So I can't have oh, that yeah. one. Oh, and by the way, getting hammered on Twitter, I told you belongs to the West Ham fan site for a football uh, fair club. enough an english football club in west ham getting hammered it's a, one of these days we'll get that but i do want to say ron johnson who do he, he does have his work cut out for him he does have his own problems vis-a-vis trump but you couldn't have asked for a better candidate than mandela barnes so yeah. i hope he's able to hold him off because you know you you mentioned the ice the abolish ice t-shirt you know he was he supported these groups that were for defunding he says he's not for defunding the police now but he right. supported these groups in the past and he sponsored legislation to eliminate cash bail you know he's against school vouchers and also and we mentioned this alana goodman mentions this in the free beacon he he wanted to introduce 
quote, racially focused climate justice curricula. Come well, on. Well, that sounds that sounds a lot like reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. To me. So that's there's the, that right. That's the thing is like, and 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 as we get closer to the to the the intense electoral season, you will hear a ton about bad or weird or sloppy Republican candidates and why they yeah. are bad or weird or sloppy. And yeah. in many cases, those stories are true and legit. Yeah. What you don't hear is how wacky the other side the other side. are. And Mandela Barnes is a good example of that. This is yeah. this is a guy whose views are quite out of step with yeah. the voters of his state. Wisconsin is increasingly a competitive to leaning red state, depending on the election. And you just don't hear about that as much. No. You do hear <laughs> so about it on we'll you, tell ya. you do exactly. You do hear it here on Getting Hammered. Uh, what else do we have, Vic, today? We you know have- what? I, I, I wanted to mention, by the way, yeah. uh, and I, I know we talked about this right before the show about Rachel Maddow, right? And yeah. I, I just had this idea because you said about how Rachel Maddow, she turned down, what, uh, $40 million for $40 million. But that would have been a show for what? She would have to go on, what, five days a week or something? Yes. Look, I think she made the right calculation here. The The reporting is that she turned down a five-day-a-week show on Sirius XM for 40 million a year. Instead, she took 30 million from NBC to do a once weekly show. I will take 20 million to do one once a month. <laughs> Give me 20 million. I pr- it'll be a great. It'll be a great. Well, here's it'll be the thing. so packed with energy. When you've put in your time really perpetuating Russiagate conspiracy theories in such a valiant <laughs> way, your price tag goes up 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 man and you yeah. make you make the yeah. play. You, in that you, world and I know they're ma- they're they're making she chose MSNBC. It's very interesting because they they know that they could probably they probably have CNN beat, which they do at the moment, you know, with with her show. And I don't know with that when you have when you reach that kind of money, do you lose sort of the thirty to forty million, the ten million dollars difference? Yeah, like, does it mind? make any difference? Yeah, is it a blur? I don't know. That was my first thought. And then my second thought, Mary Catherine, is what is Sirius going to offer us this kind of money? I know, right. I'm I'm sure it's coming. They're going to back up that Brinks truck. You, I can you, feel it. You get you get the Brinks truck, right? You get inf- you get great info. You get great news here and upbeat mostly. Yeah, and like hardly <laughs> any conspiracy theories. Oh, like just hardly. A, just a hint. Hardly. No, we we, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the vaccine on this episode. Actually, but we are we are going to talk about, about it now. Actually, we are. <laughs> no, we're we're it's not vaccine centric this time. Uh, no, 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 it's tangential. Although. Although we do need to cover the fact that several school districts are going to require it and then thereby barring a bunch of kids no, from school. But no, this is bad. I won't oh. get into it now. Okay. What I will get into is my favorite thing, not my favorite thing, but a necessary public service, which is to complain about Anthony Fauci, who continues, yes. who continues his media rounds. And he was talking Tuesday and like, you know what, let's just have him have his say because, you know, oh, he does love man. the spotlight. Let's see if I can get this to play for you. Here's Anthony Fauci talking to a talking to a group here when you tell people they need to mask in an indoor congregate setting when you're in a a a zone that has a high dynamic of infection and that is looked upon by a lot of people not everybody as as an encroachment on your freedom um we've never had that before i mean so i mean it's it's almost inexplicable inexplicable this is at an event by the way at the cancer center in seattle he is maskless in this congregate setting but he's not in because he's not in the zone mary catherine there are certain zones and you know you must obey the zone 
I love how he's like, we've never had this. Well, we've, we've actually never, what we've never had is like a national top-down yeah. scolding about wearing masks constantly. We, we've never, we've never had national outside of like, yeah. I guess some suggestion during 1918. It's been a long time since we've had national top-down directives to wear masks. Yes. And the other thing that drives me crazy is there's so much pushback from people who say it's no big deal at all. Like, you know, it's not hard to put on a mask. Yeah, of course, it's not physically hard to put on a mask, but to wear one like all the time, which is what a lot of people wanted. If you remember back in the day, I'm not saying that what Fauci's saying here is, is, is technically incorrect. He's talking about crowded in a zone that is considered with a lot of cases. OK, fine, whatever. But again, it's unnatural. And as you, and there are, you know, we still, we still don't know the long-term effects, not only of kids having to learn from home and not learning when they're home, but also long-term effects of wearing masks in terms of social behavior all day. Yeah. I still think about that LA Times columnist who bragged about her daughter wearing a mask all day through gym, running a mile no. at home, sitting at, home, at, at night, doing her home because no. it makes her feel safe. It shouldn't make you feel safe. There's something, at this point, we're talking about getting, you know, a cold or a mild cold. And again, when Fauci is talking about this and you see him in other unmasked settings, it's just a little bit maddening because what? again, remember he was at the White House Correspondents' Dinner yes. and he didn't at the party, didn't have his mask because you know what? Everybody was vaxxed and boosted and they were tested. So I guess no one's going to get COVID. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, they all did. They still did. And that's, he also just like has no understanding of what freedom is. Yeah. Yes. P covering half your face under a uh, penalty of law in some cases is in fact an invasion of your personal freedom. Now, you might argue that that is worth it for the benefit. I say it is not. And there are many downsides. But you can't say it's not yeah. having anything to do. Like, why is that inexplicable? It's not inexplicable. Also, I, it's funny. I have to wear still have to wear a mask at the doctor's office when I take my kids to the doctor. I, I got I got an interesting bit for you. I had to go for a a consult, a, a second opinion. I just need a second yeah. opinion on something <clears throat> dental related. Don't need to get to it on this show. Although at some <laughs> point I'm going to be gone and you can, okay. yeah, I'm just not going to be on the show next month, but we'll get into that later. Don't get worried. Everything's okay. Nevertheless, no, no, but they weren't, the patients were not wearing masks. I mean, again, maybe because it's a dentist office. So, you know, but I walked what? in and I saw people in the waiting room without It is masks. time. It is time, but at my pediatrician, it is not yet time. No, no, most a lot of places aren't. And they have they have little Peter Rabbit signs up that have Peter Rabbit wearing a mask to teach the children with a friendly little mascot how to properly properly wear, or a mouse scot, as my children say, oh. and I will never correct them. Hmm. Mouse scot. So anyway, I take my kids there. My youngest, who is now nine, ten months old. The idea that it doesn't affect how she sees the world. Oh yeah, is crazy because I go in there. And I'll wear a mask, which I almost never wear around her, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I wear a mask in this while we're waiting for the doctor. And she looks at me like, who is this woman? Yeah. What what is happening? And she's very clearly nervous. And then while, if she's getting a shot or whatever she's doing, I'll take off the mask briefly just to smile at her. And her face immediately is like, oh, it's that's you. my mom. She's here to take care of me. The idea that this doesn't have any effect on how children grow up or any ill effects is Come just on. crazy. Yeah. It's so obvious. Come on. So anyway. Can I can I also say one last thing about Fauci just to make things just to make things worse for your day? I don't know if you know this, and we mentioned this in the beacon, Major League Baseball 
just awarded him, Anthony Fauci, the Hutch Award. The Hutch Award that goes to, quote, someone who exemplifies that fighting spirit and competitive desire. It normally goes to a baseball player. Only twice in the history of Major League's Hutch Award has it gone to a non-baseball player. The other one was Jimmy Carter and now Anthony Fauci. Wow. That's crazy. Fighting spirit. I thought that story was a parody or a joke. No, no. I, I thought that was fake. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, no, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I will say I corrected if it's not, but I'm pretty sure it's real. Okay. No, I just thought like, yeah. why would they get, but as you say, it's gone to a non-baseball player before this, that's crazy yeah. town. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe awesome. we have one more. Oh, we do. Story in, in your milieu. Yes, yes. Let me, uh, yeah, because we're, we're running, we're running a little over here, but if you don't you mind. Give uh, the fans what they want. Give the fans what they now, want. You want to end on a happy note here, or at least in the, uh, you know what? A, a, an intriguing, an intriguing note. Let's say that because we all have thoughts on this. This is from the Wall Street Journal from a, a couple days ago. I'm just going to read it here. Workout gear, swimsuits, bras, and other items once taboo for the secondhand racks now are widely available as shoppers get more comfortable with wearing what someone else once did. It goes on to say, Lululemon CEO, quote, realize there are times people readily accept already used items, such as hotel sheets that have been right. repeatedly slept on and washed. Fair point, by the way. And the CEO says, for the younger generation, this notion of sharing clothing through rental services and purchasing lightly used gear isn't as foreign and the the US market now for for secondhand clothing footwear and accessories is expected to total 43 billion dollars up from 23 up 23% from last year so mary mary catherine you 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 like going to you you go to what do you call it goodwill secondhand yeah. stores have you gone to purchase things of this nature so I would say, and would you? Here, would there's you? a quote in here that says, "Not everyone's tolerance is the same," and I would say my tolerance is high. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go. I I just went before we came on this vacation because I was like, I need a little refresher for for vacation clothes. Yeah, and I don't want to go and spend a lot of money, so I mm -hmm. went to Goodwill and I picked up a few little sundresses. And you get, especially in a place like the DC area that's fairly affluent. Yes, you'll get a bunch of castoffs that are pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, no, you. I can see that. You can find high quality stuff. I have always been, or not always, but like, I was a fairly early adopter of renting clothing, like from mm -hmm. the runway. So I've always done this, and it doesn't bother me. The cleaning process is very good, and they now offer leggings, which is in this sort of ick factor yes, area. Leggings, yeah. But they're really high quality clothes, and if you clean them well, it doesn't bother me. So I'm fine with it. If I find some Lululemon on a on a rack in good shape at the Goodwill, I'm taking them home with me. I think for me, it would depend on who wore them. <laughs> I need a bio. I need, yeah, I have a photo. Just give me a photo, a full photo of not just, not just your, you know, just like the From whole From several thing. angles. I want to, yeah, if I want to see like, you know, if you're wearing the pants, I'm going to be wearing this, well, shorts, whatever it is, I need to, okay, actually, why am I thinking of yoga pants now? Because this is actually, I'm thinking of women's yoga. This makes no sense. I was going to tell this joke about me, but I'm not wearing women's yoga pants. I, I guess I just own them. I not yet. Now, 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 you get a bargain. We're entering into a very creepy area for the sub beacon. So I'm just going to just move on and maybe I'll just end it on, on that note. Okay. I, yeah, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm, you I'm a part. I would say, and I'll gross everybody out. I would say I've even, I've even found shoes 
at the secondhand store and like you know i'll give them a give them a once over if they're icky i'm not going to get them but it is interesting it is interesting in that article that they mention shoes as one of these products that people do have there's a there's a high ick factor apparently and people who get it and then after a while they don't want to wear it because it just freaks them out about people's feet because people people versus legs under understood people have a feet thing i i don't if i find some old kitschy interesting pair of shoes that i'm not going to find elsewhere i'll pick them up yeah, I mean, if it's like airy, a sand, I'm a very, a sandal, maybe. I'm a courageous person is what I am, Vic. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember there was an old fella where I used to work. He was on the business side and he was trying to get rid of his shoes. And he wanted to, he said, I swear, he goes, he only wrote it a couple times and they're in great condition. And they were like fancy, like dress loafers. Yeah. And they looked nice. But then I knew the guy, I look at the guy and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm thinking about his, he's old. He was old. I'm like, I'm picturing his feet. I'm see, like, I can't do this. See, ignorance is bliss. I, I don't yeah. have to confront it. Yeah, you don't have to know about this. Yeah, I, I, I bet you if I mention it to some friends, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victory Mattis. I am Mary Catherine Ham. I'm at MK Hammer on the Twitter and MK Hammer Time on Instagram if you want to catch me there. Also, I did want to mention our sister podcast on the Nebulous Network, Eli Lake's The Reeducation. He has Andrew McCarthy talking about the Mar-a-Lago and FBI stuff. So you'll want to listen to that. It's maybe a little more high-minded, wonky ranting than ours. So you can check that out. There you die. The plug-in for them. And I'm going to, again, go back to the beach for a bit. This is <laughs> Nebulous Media Podcast in my used tank top. 